June 29th, 1194, Zvar is crowned king of Norway, but let, let's face it, he's no Magnus V. <laughs> Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And returning to the show, uh, now the all-time leader in revisionist appearances, uh, yeah. Janae Burritz. Hi! Round of applause! Yeah. I, I feel, I was, like, thinking about the thing they used to do on SNL whenever someone, ha- like, they had five hosting gigs under their belt, where they brought back, like, Alec Baldwin and everyone else who also had five. It's like a secret club yeah, that, that one. no one else was ever invited to. <laughs> we have, uh, if you go back through our arcade, something like four very funny episodes with Janae and one where we're all depressed because Trump won the 2016 oh, election. Yeah. yeah. Those sad times, man. That's like two episodes because we split that into because we were so upset. That was, yeah. ooh, that was, it felt apocalyptic even being in this room, in this mm. studio. It felt like there's just chaos outside. Like the sky was red. It, in my memory, the sky was bleeding. Yeah, no. Mother Earth was getting her period. <laughs> <laughs> like it knew, Mother Earth knew something was wrong. So it was yes. just like trying to purge the egg that is humanity. <laughs> yeah, I remember it felt, it felt ominous. Just everywhere you went, it was mm-hmm. just like, and yeah. I remember anybody who laughed in the world oh, yeah. was was like i was suspicious like i wanted to turn them in like yeah just like anyone like smiling down the street like, or like yeah. waving at strangers what are you smiling at <laughs> granted i don't like people who just like wave at strangers anyway yeah. so i kind yeah. of seem extra suspicious that day <laughs> yeah no uh yeah as opposed to now where it's as bad or worse but we're all just used to it yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now they're loud. They're like, I'm laughing because I voted for Trump and I'm happy you're sad. But yeah. No. Okay. Well, I was just wondering. That's like. <laughs> Thank you for being Again, so sir, upfront. This is a Wendy's to, to steal a Twitter meme. Yeah. Uh, they love their going to Starbucks and being like, yeah, the name on the order is going to be Trump. Hilarious. <laughs> Trump's number one fan, 103. <laughs> Are you going to tip me? Of course not. No, you're not going to tip. You never do. Uh, I can't wait till we I can stop being suspicious of anyone I see wearing a red hat. Any behind. red hat. Oh my now. god! Like, yeah, you have to get around that person and be like, "What does it say on the front, though? Yeah. Is this a cardinal's <laughs> thing?" It says "Bloods Forever." Okay, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, right, cool. that. We're fine. That's fine. You're just a gangbanger. That's fine. <laughs> I saw someone wearing a red hat that said "Make America Trill Again." And it was like, bad idea. No. Those red hats that people have, they're like spoofs of Make America Great yeah. Again. Yeah. They're like, even if they're like well attentioned, like Make America Love Again. It's like, Ew. no. No. First Ew. of all, you're making people uncomfortable. You're making us uncomfortable. Yeah. Wait 15 years till he's like dead. And yeah. then it'll be an ironic fashion statement, do, maybe. Do either of you, okay, I don't know if they're all listening now. Do y'all ever, do y'all, have y'all been wishing Trump death? Oh, yeah. Like collectively, like every morning I get up and wish him death. And I don't know if that takes a day off my life, but I give it to the world, you know? You know, McConnell's more my target on a lot of that Ooh. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Something about his face seems like he's dying already. <laughs> it's like, you should be pretty close, dude. Let me hear that death rattle. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're both great choices. Uh, <laughs> you so many go. great choices nowadays. They're, if somehow they were like in a car that drove off a cliff together, Ooh. that would be 
fine. fine. And hey, listen, FBI, right. I'm not planning this. I'm just if saying. If they remade Thelma and Louise nice. with a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> if somehow they both got stuck in the same Chinese finger trap and like starved <laughs> to death. And starved to death. <laughs> or, I don't know. Um,. God damn it. He might starve to death with like all of the McDonald's in the world yeah. closed. Yeah. Trump oh, yeah. starves to death. If, right? Like if they peed in the same fountain and then a loose <laughs> electrical wire fell on the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because they watched Final Destination the night before or the yeah. ring or some shit. They watched the change up and then they watched Final Destination. And I guess Sorry, they I, being. I'm picturing Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump in like full pajamas watching the ring and then not being able to sleep I'm the next r- night. I'm going to write this for us. Just wish, <laughs> wishing death. Different ways that they could die. Because SNL is taking submissions right now, y'all. <laughs> so we could write a whole scene about wishing death on Trump. Different type of final destination situation. All right. Wow, this is such a creative experience. I know, right? It's it's very cathartic. Like, but, I, but, I both wish them both dead. And do sincerely half expect to open the news every morning and be like, oh, yeah, <gasps> Trump had a massive heart attack oh because he's not a healthy man. He's not it's healthy. Be, Why is that? For the benefit of everybody, it's it's the best if it's a heart attack or a stroke or something like that. That's, that's and obviously something that best. can't be blamed on like anyone some else. Hillary. Yeah. Well, they will. They'll still be like, she used her child pedophilia ring to make a <laughs> just a witch him. curse. Really, to make a pizza stroke. to him. And yeah, then he the had only pizza gate is cholesterol. Really, <laughs> Andrew, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has a coven, and they, you know, yeah, they created. They have a voodoo doll. Oh my god! <laughs> well, what Zach? What do we do on this podcast? Well, usually we don't talk about current events because we're too busy talking about old timey events. Yeah. Yeah, this is a podcast where we look at a person or an event from the long, uh, ever-expanding tapestry of history, <laughs> and uh, one person gives an accurate, or uh, at least a, you know, history textbook, non-Texas history textbook <laughs> sanctioned <you>. version <laughs> of that person or event, and another person gives... A crazy alternate, yeah, basically a Texas history book version. Texas history (laughs) book. Possibly without the spin towards, like, conservative uh, political leanings. Possibly just, like, Batman's in there instead. (laughs) But, um... Oh, man, Texas history textbooks would be much less problematic if they just put Batman where Batman was not supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah, if that were the extent of it. It would be like Flat Earthers. We've talked about this before, but I like Mm -hmm. Flat Earthers because they're like conspiracy theorists who are harmless. Mm -hmm. And the people who think Batman just appeared throughout history at different points, like Doctor (laughs) Who, that's harmless. You can think that. Yeah, I guess that is just Doctor Who now that I think of it. (laughs) Doctor Who, but with Batman. Oh, man, that's way edgier. (laughs) If Doctor Who had, like, a really weird fake voice. Like a a bat TARDIS. It's all good to go. (laughs) But, uh, no, uh, yeah, so last time we discussed... Uh, Cathay Williams, who you may remember as an African-American woman in the Civil War who posed as a man named William Cathay and uh, joined uh, the Union side in the the Union Army um, for like a time. Like Mulan style? I love like it. Like Mulan Straight style, Mulan. 100%. We had that. We had an alternate history version that had like kind of a fight club riff where <laughs> uh, William Cathay was actually a second person inside of her brain and then Ooh. it became like an identity thing. <laughs> 
Um, I think I came up with that. And even though on the podcast we voted for the real version, the listeners have selected the alternate history be the true history going forward. Uh, To be fair, the real history did end on a bummer where she didn't get her pension and like died of a disease. What's behind your head? Is that just a light? Uh, I don't know. Is oh. it uh, like the posters? cord to a ceiling fan, maybe? Oh, oh it's yeah, gosh. ceiling fan. I cord. got scared that a spider was coming down to get you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I just said once. I didn't want to say there's a spider behind your head. <laughs> that would be a thick ass cord for a spider. That's some some heavy silk. Um, but this week, actually, speaking of current events, because there's been some news about this person recently, they're mm-hmm. investigating the delay in her mm-hmm. premiere on the $20 bill right now. Yeah. Uh, you know her, you love her. Hopefully you've heard of her, unless you're an extremely ignorant person. <laughs> they are out there. Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman on the Underground Railroad. I don't need some sort of. I don't know. And Janae, I think possibly for the first time ever, is taking the actual story of Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Yeah. I I love doing the alternate history every time, but it's Harriet Tubman and I couldn't... You have a a go-to move of people from like emperors from China being born in Branson, Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my go-to. I'm like, the real history is not as exciting as China. (laughs) It's... (laughs) It starts down in, what, Missouri somewhere. Missouri, yeah. yeah but Harriet Tubman was already born in a place like that, so I guess it's yeah. pointless to, yeah. Her, her story is already so fascinating. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I didn't trust myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, give it to him straight. Oh, and yeah. I just basically pulled a straight cop out with mine, yeah. so we'll let, see. Let, let the straight white man rewrite Harriet Tubman's <laughs> Yeah, story. y'all pretty good at that. I uh, took out. Hard left around doing that. <laughs> I said in our chat. I'm very curious. I have, as I said in chat, I've never been more grateful to not be up for the alternate. <laughs> I feel like that's been true of like this whole series of episodes. Of which, yeah. also, I should mention last bit of housekeeping. Uh, this is our last Civil War episode. Uh, after this, we are going to move on to a series on uh, Hollywood crimes and, and scandals. mysteries and, and scandals. Um. Which should be fun and also true crime, so it'll probably still be hard to talk about alternate histories of hey, people who actually died. True crime, maybe somebody will finally start listening to our podcast. <laughs> I know. Yeah, put that, make that like a subtitle. What do you call it? Like a subtitle? Not a subtitle. It's like a tag. A genre yeah, tag yeah. or something? I've tried tagging. So people preview. can find it when they. Uh, Honestly, the episodes I have tagged true crime are some of our most listened to. Oh my god. So I need to just do that with everything. Yeah. Hashtag true crime. Um, just need to expand yeah. your definition of crime, listeners. Yeah, there's true crime in Harriet Tubman's stories. Yeah. Story, I think. The crimes she committed were things that should not have ever been committed crimes. But technically, they are true crimes. Yeah, technically. <laughs> hey there. This is Brian reminding you that The Revisionist is supported by listeners just like you. You can make a pledge and get rewards like shirts and even the right to vote over at patreon.com slash the revisionists. The story of, uh, let's just jump into it. Uh, The story, the history of one of the most significant heroes, I think, of um, the American Civil War and civil rights and for most black folks one of one of 
my I, I'm going to say she's my number two hero uh, right behind Frederick Douglass, but maybe I'd be switching that around. It's Harriet Tubman, a.k.a. Araminta Ross. That's her is, uh, name she was born Brian, with. Brian, if you could uh, insert the air horn sound effects yeah, presently. Uh, I'm marking it down right now. <laughs> yeah. She, she, you know, I'd love it if um, my, my, my tiny dream, I don't think it's too big, is that I want to see Harriet Tubman on on posters and bedsheets and and um little dolls and little i'm sorry i'm just picturing like the bed sheets yeah <laughs> you know mostly stars and i you know you yeah. got your uh, drinking gourd your north star you got harry tubman with a shotgun or something like that or a <laughs> rifle <laughs> leading people so you want more harry tubman merch 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want it to be like you know like little, little boys get spider-man and I don't know who else little boys like Batman, mm-hmm. Thor, yeah. and girls little get boys and men children. Yeah, men children. Look, little- we should have a whole, like a Bed Bath Beyond. Start selling Harriet Tubman sheets, yeah. and all of your right wing store shoppers will <laughs> because throw girls, away their cure We need heroes. Like they they give you Barbie, and they make up all mm. of these jobs for Barbie, mm-hmm. and then you got My Little Pony, which is like what. Smells good. <laughs> you know, they're like, smell it. Just like ponies. Smells great. Smells great. Um, also, I, I keep thinking about, like, Harriet Tubman on a speaking tour and then finishing up and be like, uh, I've merch in the back. <laughs> the table in the back. Um, Check out my new LP. <laughs> I love that. I just, I mean, maybe I'll start designing some, some cute little, I mean, like, I don't want to make her twee or anything, mm. but I want to make her accessible for kids, sure. you know, like as a hero, as like a badass hero, iconic. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find the name of a play, but I have a friend from college who wrote a play about her and mm. um, just making her like this badass because she is. So, and that's a nickname. I, so some of her nicknames, you may know her as the Black Moses, the Great Liberator. I also like to refer to her as uh, Harriet the Spy. <laughs> I, I will say... The Black Moses, considering Moses is an Egyptian man, already a little presumptuous. <laughs> yeah, he's just Moses. She's Black Moses. It's cooler, you know, like something from a um, black exploitation movie. Yeah, black yeah. Moses. Um, I like to also call her that bad bitch. You know that bad bitch, Harriet. That was also what you said in the group chat when you were chose to do the truth's history. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> She's just a bad bitch. Now, um, Harriet Tubman was born in 1820 in Dorchester County, Maryland. 1820. Gorgeous times, man. Those are beautiful times. I mean, and- in terms of nature, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yes, trees back then. Less smog. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I realized she was forced to work, but uh, it was nicer outside back then, at least. <laughs> Global warming, not a problem yet. Yeah, air quality was a bit, but we really, really messed stuff up in about a hundred years. We really blew it. <laughs> I feel like that is maybe the taking of Benadryl you had to do <laughs> for your allergies. It's a Benadryl a speaking. <laughs> I, I miss fresh air. But when she was about 12, uh, she was made to, uh, she was born into slavery as folks were, and she started working in the fields at about 12. Now, this is stuff I picked up from the internet, uh, but my understanding of the times is like, they put you to work pretty much as soon as they could put you to work. As soon as those little baby hands could move pretty good, you could start working. So, I don't know, 12 seems like probably not the truth to me. Right, because like, the whole thing is about like, 
making a profit off of people, and it's like, yeah, if you're if you have to like feed and take care of, someone. yeah, eating good, eating free for twelve years, no way. Yeah, so they would like. I'm sure twelve was like many years later. As yeah, you're saying, yeah, um, and but around the age of twelve, she was mistakenly hit in the head. So you know, I, I've read a few different versions and watched a few different versions and I've heard different versions and apparently she was mistakenly hit in the head when uh, a fugitive slave was leaving a store and some guy threw something at the fugitive slave and accidentally hit Harriet. And I'm like, oh yeah, like she got accidentally hit in a time where people were being forcefully yeah. worked as slaves and yeah, accidental makes it sound like someone was walking by with like a two by four and they like turned yeah yeah not like you're Three operating in a system version. where a that classic, sort of shit is okay yeah it wasn't a classic baby's day out situation <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we don't know Brian might write about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. ER sees so many babies day out situations, day in and day out. That uh, baby did escape captivity, so <laughs> true. Oh man, my brain immediately goes to uh, these detention centers. Just talk, thinking about babies. Oh escaping. yeah, Jesus Christ. Yep. Yeah, into the arms of the angel of death. I guess. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're living in rough times right now, y'all. It's yeah, like, I mean, we're talking about how great eighteen twenty was, but twenty nineteen is also fucked. Oh my god, it's it's two hundred years later. Huh? Yeah, it's yeah. and shit's pretty fucked still. So, yes, I'm saving indeed. my curse words for that right there. Shit's pretty fucked. Um, but yeah, so she got hit in the head, and uh, one version I said, one version I read said that she got epilepsy from that, and then someone else said narcolepsy hmm. because she they said she was prone to sleeping spells, which we understand to be narcolepsy, right. and then someone else said that those uh, sleeping fits or whatever were was epilepsy. I don't know. She got hit. She got dinged in the head. I'm gonna say it might be CTE is what it is. So <laughs> who knows? We understand being hit in the head, you know, getting concussions will cause some CTE and maybe some frontal lobe damage. Who knows? Yeah, back then people didn't know anything about getting hit in the head. That's why football became a sport. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They just have sleeping fits on, <laughs> on the field sometimes. <laughs> Going Everyone night, gets night. tuckered out so easily. Get tuckered out. Harry gets tuck- tuckered out. But um, years ago, I, I talked about Harriet Tubman on JD's po- podcast, mm-hmm. and I said something like, "I went back and listened. I was like, what an idiot I was." But I said like she was really tall and big, but she was actually pretty tiny, something like five feet or five foot two or something. And mm-hmm. and maybe she wasn't that great for working in the field, but I guess her dad taught her how to work with lumber, and she sort of built her strength through that. Hmm. And so uh, a along with having these um uh, well the sleeping fits or the epilepsy or the cte whatever you want to call it apparently caused visions for her um, okay we know them as hallucinations <laughs> benadryl fits um, but i also sort of liken that myself to uh the the visions joan of arc was having because mm-hmm. i think if when i read about joan of arc it's like it kind of sounds like epilepsy to oh, me oh no yeah too. totally yeah. um and they both of these women started to have these visions and these visions told them that they needed to lead so mm-hmm. i kind of want to you know tie harry tubman to joan of arc in that way yeah that makes sense totally. yeah so that could be her other nickname black joan of arc <laughs> yeah 
Put it up on the nickname board for Nickname board. Who by far, out of everyone we've talked about so far, the most nicknames. The most nicknames. Because yeah. she's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. I think that I would have Harriet Tubman as my rap name. So that would be just, I just want to be Harriet Tubman. Yeah. H. Tubman? Okay, I'm going to figure that out. I, I do want to rap um, at some point. We'll get back to that. MC Harriet Tubman. MC Harriet Tubman. <laughs> get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Something like Everyone that. just gets real thoughtful when they're like yeah. listening to the SoundCloud. It's just like, oh yeah, Harriet, uh, Harriet Dub mix, man. <laughs> Harriet Dub. Ooh, it could be Dub. Yes. Okay, let's do okay. this. Okay, these are great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 1844, uh, Araminta Ross married John Tubman, a free black man in Maryland, and that's when she became Harriet Tubman. She took her mother's name, Harriet, and she became Harriet Tubman. So, um, or I could just be Araminta Ross, and then some people who would know would know, and I would make a lot yeah, of train like a super references. Niche audience. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is coming together. My rap persona is coming together. <laughs> it's going to be mostly rapping your about. Your first show is tonight. <laughs> Good thing I wore this headscarf. Totally ready. If it doesn't go well, we're going to lose the convention center. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like the community. Oh, yeah, because there's a developer coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's breaking too, really. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, okay. And so she marries John Tubman, a free black man. And um, that was in 1844. So she's about 24 then. And then in 1849, uh, she escapes from Maryland to Philadelphia to. Um, she wants to be free as well. So uh, she's just, she's, you know, she she's is illiterate her whole life, but, you know, she's still a really smart, hardworking woman. And uh, she escapes to Philadelphia. And then in 1850, we have the Fugitive Slave Act is, uh, mm-hmm. what do we call it? Put into um, law? Yeah, signed, in, signed yeah. into law. Signed into yeah. Comes law. into effect. The Fugitive Slave Act. So uh, previously, if you had run away and you can stay away, then you were you mm-hmm. freed yourself. But now the Fugitive Slave Act is um, paying people and encouraging people to go pick up former slaves. And so these are extremely dangerous times for for those who escaped as well as those who were some blacks were born free. Some folks had already paid for their freedom. But after the Fugitive Slave Act, it just became quite dangerous for all black people again, no matter where you were. And so Harriet decided to uh, go back and get her family. Uh, actually, I don't know. She went back and got her family in about 1849. But she made about 13 trips back to Maryland to get her family and to show them the way to Philadelphia. But after the uh, Fugitive Slave Act, they went further than Philadelphia. She started taking people to Canada, even mm-hmm. further north, because Canada had already abolished slavery before we did it in America. We're slow. We're Canada's dumb cousin. <laughs> we, I mean, really are. We're the dumb cousin. Like, we show up. Like, on Raising Arizona. Is it Raising Arizona? No, no, no. Not Raising Arizona. It's, um, it's, uh, oh, man, what's the Chevy Chase thing? Where he vacation. Would, vacation. Vacation. Where yeah. he would go. We're and, the Randy Quaid cousin. Yeah, yeah, we're the Randy Quaid. We're those folks. 
That's how we feel. That's how Canada feels about yeah. us. It's like, oh God. That's why America is known widely as the world's Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's oh, a compliment. Man. We Randy hardly Quaid, deserve it. Hardcore Trump supporter on Twitter, by the is way. Is he? Yep. Oh God, we are then. We deserve that. Yeah. The the lesser the lesser Quaid, of course. The lesser Quaid. Yeah, for sure. So the other one is just fine. He's not even that great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're the Randy Quaid of the world. Sorry, I forgot to take photos for the Instagram. We could, I could just, there we go. I haven't put my scarf back on the right way, the Harriet Tubman way. I'm going to start repping that. There should at least be Harriet Tubman scarves. Like, this is the brown one. But I want to, like, I want to see, like, maybe blue, midnight blue with stars and mm-hmm. Harry Tubman and shotgun or just shotgun. Maybe not even her face, just like shotgun. Like a small all over print sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to design yeah. my own text. I've been watching a lot of Project Runway lately. Yeah. So I'm going to design my own textile. It's mostly stars, a shotgun. Yeah. The new like, season? Uh, I haven't watched. No, I'm I watching watched all of yet. the seasons. I'm just, okay. I'm just like binging like crazy. So um, you make a hard career turn into rapper slash clothing line developer. Kanye, <laughs> hello, Kanye. Back to designing red hats, ironically. <laughs> um, so she took, she was taking people back to Canada. And by the way, once the Fugitive Slave Act came, uh, Harriet Tubman actually had the highest bounty placed on her head of anyone. Hmm. Uh, so many sources I'm I'm digging in for this, so someone's probably lying. But when I put it all together in this, then this is the true history. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it. It makes sense. That's just something I never knew. Okay, so she um, so she becomes uh, an abolitionist, and she starts working with other abolitionists like John Brown, um, mm. and also I, I don't even write this, but uh, I know at some point she starts. Uh, there's she actually knows Frederick Douglass and is friends with Frederick Douglass. <laughs> Um, and, and I think that's pretty cool. He's like my number one of my, um, my black history, badass heroes is Frederick Douglass. But I really feel like actually I'm dumb for that. Harriet Tubman should be number one. I mean, Frederick Douglass mostly did a lot of speaking. Right. And Harriet Tubman was like action. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, for like the last episode in the series, it was either Frederick Douglass or Harriet Tubman. So felt like we have to cover at least one of those two, mm-hmm. and like they're both great stories. But Harriet Tubman's story is more action. You chose right. Least. I yeah. think you're right. You're right. I'm moving her up. Sorry, Frederick Douglass. I just yeah. his um his biography mm-hmm. changed me when I was a teenager. So that's oh yeah, kind of, yeah. Frederick anyhow. Douglass is more Moonlight. Harriet Tubman is more Black Panther. You yeah, can. Django. <laughs> Django. <laughs> yeah, action baby. Um, so. Uh, so she, uh, she is her connection to the civil war. So when she was a kid and her father was teaching her about working with lumber and all of that, she ended up working, um, in shipyards, I think, and with lumber and being in close proximity to soldiers. So within that, she spent time like listening to soldiers and sort of picking up on some of the routes they were using because Mm. still she never did learn. They say she never did learn how to read or write. I'm like, she looked to be quite old and did a lot of speaking engagements and did a lot of work for women's suffrage and all this. You're telling me she never picked up a couple of words? Like, I can speak yeah, a, a couple there. of Spanish words. I mean, I grew up in L.A. I can say a couple of Spanish words, please. I feel like that's silly to think that she never did learn how to read or write. Right. Like, it's like, it, I don't know. Maybe it was just illegal. <laughs> so maybe she never... Yeah, maybe there's no 
there was no system of like formal education at yeah. that point. Yeah, just like yeah. no formal education. But I'm sure she learned how to read and write. Um, but yeah, so she but, she, but because she learned about different trade routes, she was able to assist in the Civil War as a sl- as a, a spy. So she was uh, working as a nurse in the Civil War, but she became she made herself. Um, indispensable as a spy for the civil war so mm-hmm. harriet the spy that's pretty cool is that not what harriet the spy is about i've never seen it so it's probably yes. so yes it is what yes it's about. it is <laughs> harriet the spy based on harriet tubman the casting of michelle trachtenberg is a little weird it's a little <laughs> yeah, weird but you know how we whitewash like it was the Hamilton. 90s it was the 90s you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emma Stone playing that Asian woman type of situation. Aloha. Not in theaters now, but still. <laughs> Straight to video. So uh so she was a spy and she was the first woman to lead a Janae didn't write the rest of that note. Just first woman to lead. <laughs> Count it. <laughs> And that's me taking notes and going, I'll remember, obviously, such a good little tidbit of information. I don't need to write it down. I only laugh because I do that all the time. <laughs> First woman to lead um, a, um, you, you, you decide. You figure it out. <laughs> Phone lines are open. Call in and give Call us your answer. In. Oh, my God. Now this is where my notes get crazy. I'm just like, schools in South Carolina. Illiterate. <laughs> okay. What is that? I think she opened schools in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Or her siblings went to school in South Carolina. Something like that. So they said that she worked with Susan B. Anthony regarding women's suffrage. Because um, um, in her lifetime, uh, you know, there was the 13th Amendment, which free, freed slaves. And that was in 1863. Um wasn't it 1863 or 1865? I think it was 65. Because I was... thought 65 is like the two years later when Texas got the word. No, that was the Emancipation Proclamation. Emancipation Proclamation was in 65. Well, that's when Texas got the word of it because it was passed in 60. Passed in so 13th Amendment, though, that was in 63. 63. And then so then the two years later was the Emancipation Proclamation. Right. And then that was the same year because. It was, I only know that because the movie Lincoln puts, like, the passage of the 13th Amendment in 1865, like, right That's what my stamps say. I always buy those. I buy, eman- I love those. I have some Emancipation Proclamation stamps with 1865, mm-hmm. and I've always, oh. and I always reference 1865. It's always been in my head as 1865. Maybe the Civil War started in 1863? Uh, I mean, war started in 61. Oh, 61. Okay, then, so maybe... 63 and then 65. Okay, the something like that. In my pocket, Around that so. time. <laughs> yeah, so then we have the 14th Amendment, with which expanded rights. And then the 15th Amendment gave voting rights to black men, but not black women or women at all. So still, so uh, Harriet Tubman worked with the women's suffrage movement, which also, side note, when you read about the history and hear about the history, they try to make it like, oh, we black women were arm in arm with fucking Susan B. Anthony, but Susan B. Anthony can suck a dick yeah. because <laughs> she wasn't really trying to give rights to black women. She no. was basically like, get out of here. And we talked about Ida B. Wells when I was here mm-hmm. before. That's another bad bitch of history. Um, who, who, and uh, she and Harry Tubman, those were women who had to fight for uh, black women to get some voting rights. Uh, see our also previous episode on Sojourner Truth, um, but yeah, the same. Yeah. Um, also, sorry, 
So Emancipation Proclamation was issued January 1st, 1863, and then the 13th Amendment was January 31st, 1865. Okay. There we go. Okay. I have to update one of my jokes that I referenced that. People always groan. I say, like, I feel free. It feels like 1865 all over again. And they, I, mean, I think that works. They groan, and it's like, what are you groaning about? Freedom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that, because that's one of those jokes where even, like, the, the comeback from the groan is great. Yeah. They don't, they are, it's like, you're not even listening to yeah. me. Anywho, it's a joke about my white boyfriend leaving. <laughs> uh, no, I've never felt freer. Um... There we go. Yeah. So, uh, so in, in her life, she did a lot of speaking engagements. She passed away in 1913. Okay. What? How? She was born in 19 in 1820. She died in 1913. So she was. Oh, wow. She was almost. Yeah, she was 93. 93. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. <laughs> and uh, her biography is called "Scenes in the Life of Harriet Tubman." Um, I guess it's a. Um, she didn't write that herself because apparently she died uh illiterate so um but that's her book and she returned back yeah 13 times to free her family and one of the quotes that i didn't even look up that i live i'm not looking it up because i might be wrong i might if i look it (laughs) up i'll find out that my the thing i was trying to get tattooed on me is probably wrong (laughs) the one tattoo i might get um uh but what it has to do with like um the hardest part about um free going back to free slaves to lead them to freedom was to convince them that they were slaves hmm. you know that they were not free okay so that's a long quote i should re- reread that before i get that written <laughs> on my body but this idea that's what i remember most about her is that her struggle was in convincing other oppressed people that they were being oppressed because if you live your whole life and if you live your fa- your family lives for generations in bondage they don't know what it is to be free. Yeah. So she had to convince people that they needed to run away. They're like, run away from what? So right. sometimes, like, uh, her brothers, when she went to free them, they didn't trust her. They thought she was getting them lost. Bastards. This is why I don't date black men right now. This is exactly why. They don't let us lead. They don't want to let us lead. It's a, it's a power battle. I need a black man who can let me lead sometimes. Anywho. Just kidding. I love black guys. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh but um yeah so she was trying to convince people that they that they were enslaved and that they should try to get away and it, it makes me think about my family who lives in fresno california right now and i tried to tell them this place is a dump <laughs> i'm the harriet Tubman of my family i'm like there's freedom in denver y'all let's go but they weren't they were like this is fine I'm like okay well then bye okay <laughs> they think fresno's okay i'm like it's not it's really not. Um, and um, her quote when she when she died on her deathbed, she said, "I never ran my train off the track, and I never lost a passenger." And that was part of her legacy: is that no one ever got like killed or taken away. She she knew the good routes. Okay, she was part of the. Uh, she she used she utilized the underground railroad which we know is not an actual railroad you guys not an actual <laughs> railroad but it's a system um of a secret uh, it's a system of um what we, what we say it routes uh leading to the north and it's different houses and different people who can hide you for a bit as you travel it's kind of like el chapo chapo 
type mm-hmm. of situation. Um, <laughs> Except for, like, the greater good of humanity. For the greater good of huma- humanity and not actually hiding mass murderers. <laughs> yeah. But it works in the same way. I think El Chapo was inspired by Harriet Tubman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he said in court. <laughs> My greatest influence was, was Harriet Tubman. Um, and uh, she wrote a book. And so in 2016, the bad year, uh, we decided that it was decided. I remember we were voting online, just talking about it. So this, some some woman was like, "Hey, who would you like to see on the twenty dollar bill?" And I remember it was like Susan B. Anthony, Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman. It was like Harriet Tubman, bitch. Of course, <laughs> there is no greater Harriet Tubman, who was born in eighteen twenty, um, and um, so they wanted to put Harriet Tubman on the twenty dollar bill in two thousand sixteen, and it had a little bit to do with like this idea that uh they fought to get her. Um, so she was buried buried with full military honors, but in her lifetime, folks were fighting to get her her the pension she deserved as a, a fighter for for in the Civil War as a soldier. She deserved a pension, and they eventually did get her her twenty dollars a month, something like twenty dollars a month. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds about right for the time. Yeah. So, um, uh, in her pension, and so that sort of all ties together with the idea of putting her on the $20 bill. She was born in 1820. She got her $20 a month. And I think that the schedule, they were scheduled uh, to put her on the 20. Wouldn't it be dope to have her on the 20 in 2020? I mean, Mm -hmm. all the shit was lining up. And then the bad year happened. Mm -hmm. And the bad man came. The bad man with the pajama-like uh, business suits came. Oh my! The, the bad man the in worst, pajamas. Like the worst fitting. Dude. It's not. It's not at all like the most important thing to complain about about him. But it's like how who dresses He's you? So embarrassing. How does this happen? How can you be so rich and so embarrassing? He's wearing pajamas, <laughs> just like traditional dictators do. Yeah. Pajamas. <laughs> Um, but anywho, so they said that, uh, so the treasurer was supposed to be putting her on the $20 bill, um, and we were going to refer to those 20s as Tubman, so those would have been great. Um, I was, I thought that I came up with this, white backs, because they were still going to put, um, keep Andrew Jackson on the back. Andrew Jackson is on the 20, you guys, disgusting. Yeah. But, um, I thought I was calling them white backs, and, I was, and then Dave Chappelle called them white backs, and I was like, damn it! <sighs> it's his, then! But yeah, they would have been called white backs because they were planning on putting Harriet Tubman on the front and keeping Andrew Jackson on the back. Um, and here's where I want to give the quote from my mother, who when I called her in 2016, when they said that Harriet Tubman, I was like overwhelmed and emotional and excited. And I called my mom. I was like, Mom, can you believe this? A black woman is going to be on U.S. money, a very special black mo- woman. And my mom was like, mm, she's on the phone. And she was like, "Uh uh-uh, it'll never happen. I was shocked. She said, it'll never happen. I was like, Mom, are you kidding me? We have a black president. She was like, yeah, we have a black president, but they'll never put a black person on their money. They being white people. Sorry, guys. (laughs) They'll never put black people on their money because their kids have to touch that money and put that money in their wallets and hold that money. And I was like, Mom, you're wrong. You're so cynical. I can't believe it. I I thought that I was the most cynical person in the family. And I see where I get it from. You're wrong, Mom. You'll see. Cut to it not happening. And now I owe my mom $20, I guess. Uh, They are planning on putting her on in 2028. Apparently there were some problems with like, they want to make sure the money, it can't be counterfeited. So they're redesigning it. 
and it's scheduled to come out in 2028. So we shall see, and the rest of that history has yet to be written. Yeah, I, I heard at the time there was they redesigned the bills every so often, and the, the next bill that was up for a redesign was actually the ten. Mm-hmm. But like, a Hamilton just had that mega album drop, so everybody was into it. <laughs> and B, He's already one of, like, two people on our money who never owned slaves, so it seems like, why get rid of him when you get rid of Jackson? Right, He's yeah, right get there. rid of Jackson, y'all, come on. Yeah, exactly. Seems like an easy choice. But yeah, here's hoping, you know, if not the $20 bill, let's get some merch. We could put her on some, like, Monopoly money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's put Harriet on the Monopoly money, on the just Monopoly 20. The Monopoly man to oh Harriet. Oh my god, <laughs> I think I'm gonna tweet them with that. Could y'all just put her on the Monopoly 20? <laughs> <laughs> Make her every person in Guess Who. Ooh. Yeah, yeah with a scarf, yeah. without a scarf, with a gun, without a gun. <laughs> does your guy, does your Harriet Tubman have a brown head scarf? I'm, I'm picturing the the game Mystery Date also. <laughs> um, but instead of just like weird random teenage boys, they're all Harriet Tubman. We should do this for Black History Month. We got a little time. We can get ahead of it. I don't have to do it late every year. Let's get ahead of it. Yeah. Uh, but but I that's, also, that's yeah. pretty much it for the real history of Harriet Tubman. She's, and I think I'm going to make that merch into the real history. And the next time we talk about her, you'll say... And then we made merch. Yeah, exactly. It is, yeah, like she, I also read that she had a lot to do with the planning of the raid on Harper's Ferry with uh, Mm -hmm. John Brown, Mm -hmm. who I think called her General Tubman or something like that. Yeah. She was pretty effusive with praise to him as well, as I think Malcolm X once said John Brown is the only white man he would accept into the cause. Yeah. 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 If you're listening, if you're looking for a great book on the raid on Harper's Ferry, also uh, Midnight Rising name i can't remember right now and i think the maybe the thing that you the note that you didn't finish is she was the first woman to lead an armed assault during the civil war yes. in the Combahee river raid where she saved over 750 slaves on ferries that like escaped through mine ridden waters in uh like down in i think south carolina mm-hmm. and uh yeah she exactly like, led an armed attack with uh, a couple other people against southern troops there and saved a whole bunch of slaves yeah over 700 slaves i yeah. think they said that she or she, she emancipated or freed herself so her family uh she did a few dozen in her family and then over 700 other folks so you took the words right out of my mouth zach thank you for that <laughs> yeah uh janae thank you Every week, Denver's own Real Nerds Podcast sees a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. I think sometimes we're funny. Yeah, sometimes when I'm talking, not when you're talking, not when you're talking. You know, it might help if you told them that we're on iTunes or on Stitcher so they could find a place where you can actually listen to us. Oh, okay, Brad. We're also on Twitter, at Real Nerds, and we have an Instagram account. Boom. Commercial, Brad. Cut. Paste. Upload. We like to have fun. Sure. I like fun. James, you're very bad at improv. RealNerdsPodcast.com. So, alternate history of Harriet Tubman. Um, so, <laughs> I'm already excited. We begin on the astral plane, where three evil spirits, unmoored in time, uh, look down on Earth and consider the life and work of Harriet Tubman. Look at her. It's like a reverse, it's a wonderful life. Yes, yeah, sort of. Uh, spoiler alert. Look at her. One said, 
uh, working to remake the entire basis of our economy and power structure. Who does she think she is? Uh, said the other, uh, the lanky one. Um, the lanky one. She makes me so mad, said the third, uh, shorter and chubbier than the others. We gotta do something. Just then, uh, the spirit of Charles Dickens walked, uh, past, and when he saw the three evil spirits, uh, hunched over the viewing portal, he rolled his eyes and crossed to the other side of the astral plane. Thinks he's so big, the third one muttered. Uh, yeah, but he gives me an idea, said the first. Uh, so, Mm. cut to, uh, Earth, one night. Uh, Harriet Tubman, she's going to bed. I was close, but not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sort of. Uh, Harriet Tubman's going to bed. Uh, Maybe she had, like, some spicy meatballs for dinner. uh, Something that might give you weird (laughs) dreams. Um, And uh, after a while, a tall figure with flowing gray hair materialized by her bedside. The figure introduced himself, said, I am the ghost of America past. Uh, And Tubman's side was like, okay, am I being Christmas caroled? I'm really busy right now. Uh, the, The figure plowed forward and says... Uh, who are you to think you can uh, fight something that's been part of America for more than 200 years? Uh, Harry Tubman says, look, I just want to do my part. Also, are you Andrew Jackson? <laughs> no. And the figure disappears. So later, uh, later on that night, uh, a thin man in a suit and tie materialized. Harry Tubman says, okay, sorry. Who are you? He says, it's not important. What is important is this. And he pulls out a $20 bill. And he says... We will let you put your face on here. I was really tired when I wrote that. This is not a sentence. We will let you put your face on here. <laughs> this is like um, a gin's trick where it's like consent. just touches her face with the bill and see like, I did my end of the bargain. You put your face on the bill. Some of this may have been written under the influence of allergy medicine. <laughs> It'll do that to you, man. Um, and Harry Tubman says, okay, but what's the catch? He says, we just want you to tone it down. And Harry says, yeah, no deal. He's like, er, fine. As long as I'm Treasury Secretary, uh, I'll keep your face off of here. Like, my name isn't Steve Mnuchin. Mm. Um, uh, Harry Tubman says, okay, that seems petty, but there will be another Treasury Secretary after you, I'm sure. You could uh, do a voice. You don't have a voice. Yeah, I could. For actually. each of them, you go back and I'm, I'm listening could. to this wonderful play. Yeah, my name isn't Steve Mnuchin. <laughs> uh, she says there will be another Treasury Secretary after you, uh, but the figure covers his ears and goes, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up!" and disappears. Harriet uh, mutters to herself, "Okay, one more of these people, and then I just." I gotta get ready for tomorrow. Do you have an older black woman voice that you can <laughs> tap into? I do not. I'm gonna Thank say, God, make I've it deep. never been that sort of comic. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think if you do voices, you can do all the voices. Mm. What I hate when people do black voices is they give them too much slang. Yeah. It's like you can do the tone, though, tonally. Uh, you know, uh, some sort of Harriet Tubman, a uh, soulful voice, a kind of. I feel like if I try that, it's going to come out like Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Why does Harriet Tubman keep saying hickory dickory duck? Hickory dickory duck. <laughs> Follow me to freedom. Hey. Hickory dickory duck. I'm doing comedy with Roseanne Barr now. Yeah, on a tour. No one asked for. No one asked for. It's also a tour with only two hey. stops. Cause we're only making two stops here. Hey, you. How can I waste my goodwill from a star is born? 
Oh, he was in that? Was he in that? He was Lady Gaga's dad in that. Oh. 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 Well, he was also in a couple of Woody Allen movies, speaking of wasting goodwill. Mm. Oh, man. I yeah. actually think he and Roseanne Barr are kind of a good pairing. Oh, yeah. I they're a great, a great, they're a great pairing with each other. With each yeah, other. Yeah, they appeal to the same audience, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a great idea. I'm not buying a ticket. No, not at all. But I think it's a great idea. If you're into that sort of thing, bigotry and nonsense and ambient fits and whatnot. <laughs> Nursery rhymes again. Yeah. Nursery yeah. rhymes on ambient. Hey. <laughs> Just putting, like, weird, dirty words at the end of nursery rhymes and saying, like, that. yeah, that's a joke. Yeah. Remember when comedy was, like, easy? <laughs> oh god those are the days <laughs> when you could just do a bunch of coke and walk on stage smoking wearing fingerless gloves <laughs> yeah. oh so then the the third figure appears the portly one uh it's like uh how you doing i'm donald trump eh uh forget about it i don't know that went more italian with it i mean he is from new york but uh <laughs> yeah. eh if you <laughs> nope that's, Real not, new that's york. more mario that's more mario melania Ivanka, mm, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, 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 a massive heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. Uh, he takes her up to the tallest tower in uh, in Manhattan and shows her everything around. Uh, like King Kong? <laughs> no, not I was I was going with more of a uh, Bible thing. Oh, okay. I was not thinking about I that. I was like. Um, Trump climbs the. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he okay. He climbs up there. There's biplanes. Yeah, Empire out. State, and he's like, "Take a look at it." Here he is. <laughs> well, here's the thing: if you watch Did- King Kong, you start to feel sympathy for King Kong. And Did I he say any- <laughs> when they got to the top of the tallest tower? Did he say? You know, the Twin Towers used to be the tallest, but now my building is the tallest. Oh, yeah. A thing he actually said after 9-11. Yeah, I'm trying to remember oh, how soon after 9-11 that was. I mean, any like, time. a few days. Yeah, Just that was never it. never say it, dude. What an idiot. Uh, anyway. No, actually, he's a genius. He's like an idiot genius where being the worst possible... He found a way to turn being the worst possible person into profit and power. He played, he played us. We're, the, we're Randy Quaid. <laughs> yep, we're Randy Quaid. He knew it. He knew it. He was like, these people are Randy Quaid. <laughs> Everyone in America is Randy Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> and he shows her the view and says, we'll give you power. All this will be yours if you just do what we ask. And Harry Tubman says, okay, that's literally what Satan says in the Bible. <laughs> uh, and Donald Trump says, oh, he's misunderstood. Aren't you impressed? Not really. So Donald Trump looks around and mutters something about Iran. He teleports back to Harriet Tubman's house and sprints toward the chimney and tries to climb up it, but hits his head uh, and passes out uh, and disappears. So later in the astral plane, the three ghosts blame each other. And then one of them comes up with the idea of stealing Harriet Tubman's life story and giving it to Ian Fleming, who uses it as the inspiration for James Bond. Um, Yeah. And Harriet Tubman continued her work too busy to waste time thinking about ghosts and one day uh donald trump will be dead (laughs) so we can take comfort in that uh and once that happens he'll be dead forever uh so that's kind of nice yeah and that's the alternate happy ending (laughs) what about the part where she went to dance school (laughs) <laughs> I did not th- I did not throw that in I did not I decided not to put a dance plot in this one <laughs> uh, 
no, it wasn't for the this day in history, but I did add, I'm going to add something for the Halloween topic, because I was looking up a this day in history for the Twitter, and I forgot about Dancing Mania, the, like, disease or, like, social oh, disease yeah. that mm-hmm. swept, like, parts of Europe in the Middle Ages, oh. where whole towns would just, like, continue dancing until everyone collapsed of exhaustion. Oh. And I just think it's really cool. So we're going to talk about that at some point. Anyway. I think I heard of something like that in some sort of African community where people mm-hmm. were... There's a like a laughing sickness, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is called the Andrew Dice Clay and Roseanne Barr tour. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> You'll laugh because there's holes in your brain. <laughs> Before we move on, uh, listeners, I just want to remind you that you can always interact with us at revisionspodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And we're a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network. A lot of great shows. Uh, DenverPodcast.net. Um, Janae, you are you have a couple really cool projects going on this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, Girls Stand Up. Do you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, or? Girls Stand Up through the a- Athena Project. Uh, that's going to be a, a one-week or a five-day summer camp for girls to learn stand-up comedy from me, Janae Burris. Uh, and the, the really cool thing is, like, I, I was, you know, Facebook is giving me these targeted ads, and so they mm-hmm. they are putting in Athena summer camp for girls write and girls mm-hmm. do fashion. So they do improvisation camps, they do playwriting camps, they do fashion design camps. And I just went to their page to the, uh, you know, send a comment, and I was like, hey, um, excuse me, um, have you ever considered a stand-up comedy? Uh, <laughs> it's, you it's that you have not a great impression of yourself. So? That's what I was being. When you go to the comment yeah, section no, to be no. like, um, um, uh, how about an adjustment? Um, how about an improvement? Improvement to what you've been doing for years already? <laughs> uh, stand-up comedy? Ever heard of it? Was basically the tone of my message, and they very kindly was like, "Hi, we would love to talk to you about this." And we set up a meeting and we chatted, and they were like, "Would you lead a stand-up comedy summer camp?" And I wasn't trying to find a job for myself, but praise the Lord, <laughs> I sure do need it. Um, so for one week I have a job in this summer uh, doing stand-up comedy teaching stand-up comedy with girls and, and I'm personally uh, I I took a stand-up comedy class that's how I got into stand-up comedy I was doing improv and acting and then I took a class and I think I don't know about dudes. I think dudes benefit too, but a lot of women I know, they uh, that they benefit from the structure oh, totally. mm-hmm. and the encouragement that happens in a sort of a camp classroom setting. And I used to do, I used to lead summer camp for um, plays for for theater for kids. And I'd always like find one kid that I'd be like, "You want to do stand up?" And I'd make like one kid. You know, do stand up. But now I got a whole camp of them. And uh, I think that even if these kids don't decide to become stand up comedians, it, it gives you confidence. Oh, to totally. be a girl who can feel comfortable in being humorous, it'll help you in so many ways. And I wish I had started stand up sooner. So I'm super excited about that. If you have girls between the ages of um, between sixth grade and 10th grade, please send them my way. I would mm-hmm. love to work with them. And, um, then my other thing I said I was doing... Oh, not to take over. Sorry, Brian. No, go for um, it, I'm also hosting Mixed Taste through the Denver Center for Performing Arts. Um, and that is a summer lecture series. So we'll have two lecturers who have nothing to do with each other. They'll lecture. <laughs> and in Mixed Taste, we try to find the connection between the, the okay. subjects. And it's a really popular event. They've been doing it. Uh, MCA was doing it for like 12 years. And then they asked DCPA to take over. 
and start hosting those. Uh, and DCPA, I did a play with them uh, last month. Uh, it's called Between Us. And they met me and they liked me and they said, we'd love to have you. They usually have poets host it the last few years. And they were like, let's try it with a stand-up comedian. I'm like, let's do, yeah. baby. So I will be hosting those. And if you're interested in coming to the lecture series, you can go to dcpa.org. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Or search Denver Center for Performing Arts. Yeah, you know how the internet works. Google Just or Bing. Type in two letters and something will come up. The, inter- the internet is already listening. Don't search for Denver Center for Performing Arts feet, because that's the second thing that comes up on <laughs> <Yeah>. Google. <laughs> no, no, no. But the internet's always listening. They know what you want. You put in two letters. They were like, was it this? It's like, yeah, bet you were listening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm looking for. I was shopping for new glasses last week, and every ad I have right now is just the same like fucking Warby Parker ad. Yep, yep. That's what they do. Um, also, I mean, you mentioned stand up, and listen, Janae is one of the funniest people. And if you get a chance to check her out, please do. Thank you. Uh, for your own benefit. Yeah, I have a website, JanaeBurris.com. JanaeBurris.com. So, uh, hopefully, my dates will be updated there, and you can check out my calendar. And uh, a lot of it's empty, so you can also book me. Yeah, please. exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah. As for me, uh, Queen, the next Queen City Companion would be on July 4th. Uh, we're not doing that because oh. it's July 4th. Oh. Um, so check out the All Fall Storytelling Show hosted by myself and Jen Colick uh, at Mutiny Information Cafe the first Thursday in August, which is a date I forgot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> professional. Oh, everything else is kind of far out. I'll, I'll plug this. Um, I just started writing for Westward, the sort of Denver's local weekly. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I'm writing a lot of food and drink stuff, but also news. So if you go to Westward and search for Brian Flynn, uh, click on my stories because I want to drive web traffic to them. So sure, yeah. So maybe they'll yeah. pay me more and put me yeah. on staff full He's got time. a wife to feed now, y'all. Yeah, exactly. I mean... She feeds herself, uh, <laughs> but uh, got cats, and I also have now student debt. So, oh, now Yay. welcome, my friend. Welcome. Well, I had it before, I guess. I was just now. I now have you have more. more of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, they uh, might be. They might let us off the hook. They're talking about it. They won't let us off the hook, fucking bastards. Uh, as always. Um, well, yeah, no. I mean, even if we get somebody good in there. Spoiler alert, we probably ain't winning the Senate, guys. Um, But regardless, at least not this time, but regardless, uh, as always, you guys uh, helps if you write and leave a review on iTunes Mm -hmm. for this show. It increases our visibility, and now we're making a transition into true crime, (laughs) so we can use use the the buff. You can write whatever you want, we don't care, just rate it high. Um, Try not to write anything like horribly offensive they just quarantined r the donald anything you would have written on there don't write in our review section but otherwise you're good to go <laughs> um also uh on a similar note if you're listening to this uh and you are not currently subscribed on your platform of choice do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe and us a favor and hit that subscribe button <laughs> it's more for us <laughs> do you yourself in any way if you aren't subscribed I'm gonna, but you know i'm gonna take that advice i, I listen to so many episodes that i'm not certain that i'm sus- subscribed so that's a great reminder i'll totally do that yeah don't be a hunt and peck heather 
when it comes to our podcast, get every new episode as it's released. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you can listen to it at one and a half speed like I do oh. when I'm doing uh, quality control checks because I can't listen to my own voice for very long. Oh, me too, man. Um, Zach, you can listen to it one on? quarter speed. I'm working on a full-time coding uh, boot camp, and I ain't got time for shit all else. Oh, okay. Get that money. You got a wife to feed over there? Uh, No, I do not have a wife to feed. I have no one to feed but myself and kind of a fat white cat, but that's it. But, uh, Zach, I believe you are judging this episode. The fact of the matter is... Right, your story was fine, but it's fucking Harriet Tubman. Yeah, like, no, I know. We're going to go with the real one on this one. Cool. Real story, can't beat it. She's a bad bitch. Yeah, she's exactly. Black kind of a Joan of Arc. Black Moses. See, I admire bad You got to... Uh, that's my fucking problem. Oh, you Pardon said beats. I'm so sorry. I, I've been saying the no, word. No, that is... I fucking... I don't give a shit what other people say on that. It's just not something I like to you say. You don't say bitches? Uh, yeah. Even though that it's sort of been co-opted for good now like it's we've turned it around and decided i mean if a person says it to you with a certain venom then you pick up on that it's a bad word but it's also a term of endearment these days right i but i think it's one of those things where it's a term of endearment for women for other women that i'm not part of and i feel like coming from me it's always a little off so and also everything brian i've never i tried not to assume how anyone's ever going to take it Everything Brian says already sounds like it's awkward and he thinks he shouldn't be saying it. So <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. Yeah, anyway, Brian, totally... I'm sorry to say this week, uh, and I actually thought of this and then realized it was a pun. You got railroaded by the real history. <laughs> ah! Brilliant. Loved it. Uh, but Janae, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, listeners, uh, voting is now open on Patreon. There'll be a poll up on Instagram later on this week uh so get those votes in let's design some merch together you guys yeah let's do it mm-hmm. um i'm sorry i'm just picturing what jeff tice drawing harriet tubman would look oh like. my god you know that's my next phone call when i leave here thanks <laughs> for harriet tubman merch hell yeah uh zach thank you of course uh for everyone here at the revisionists i've been a brian flynn I've uh, been Zach Powers. I don't know we're doing this Mario That's thing, but black lady I've voice. been holding it together. But I've your black, been your at black work woman voice is Mario. <laughs> it's a me, a Harriet Tubman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna win. I guess that's more Wario. That's what Wario yeah. says. All right. Have a, uh, have a good time. Have a good time. Have a good time.